0: The following message has been paid for by Cunard Cruises.
1: So after dinner it was about 11 pm I uh, went up on deck to you know catch my breath I'd eaten a lot of uh, oysters and uh, there was a buffet situation of some soft shelled crab and I uh, hadn't quite gotten my, uh, my sea legs yet so I wasn't sure if I w- if I was going to throw up uh, I was 6040 in toward 60 40 uh, toward 60, to- 60 throwing up 40 not throwing up the oysters. Uh, and the crabs and I thought I'd better not if, I, if this is going to happen I better not do this here in the dining room or we'll just nip upstairs before the dessert comes out uh, just in case and anyway I, I get outside and the fresh sea breeze hits me like a salty HGV and I could feel my gut starting to boil but then on the horizon I saw the glow of the twinkling lights of New York City and the moon reflecting off the ocean waves and the ship just illuminated like a like a like a big be- like like a beacon in in the ocean um it and i just thought wow now now this is a cruise
2: you'll never forget how Cunard makes you feel visit cunard.com regular 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 features
0: regular 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 features regular 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 features regular regular
2: features show. hello and welcome to the regular features podcast like every week Michael Parkinson is dead, Um, and we soldier on regardless Mm. to try and bring some colour to your otherwise grey little lives. Joe, what piece of colour do you bring? I'm telling the story
0: of a little American boy who made it big in England, and his name is Michael Parkinson, (laughs) OB.
1: (laughs) Steve? Colour? My colour is Michael Er. Uh? Michael Er.
2: Uh. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. he lives. He lives among us.
1: My color. It's blue. It's blue. It's azure. It's azure blue. It's azure blue as the ocean waves. The ocean waves of the Caribbean, where the Cunard cruise ships doth sail, <laughs> <laughs> blithely and free. I. Have managed to secure sponsorship for this episode from Cunard Cruises. Cunard's sent us a series of ringing endorsements of their company, and um, they're going to just rake in some some of that
2: some of that cruise coin. Uh, I don't have a uh, feature this week because I was too sad that Michael Parkinson died. And um, the thing I'm not having a go at people here, but the thing that I keep seeing loads is. People going, oh, I'm sad about uh, Michael Parkinson dying. Great. Amazing broadcaster, whatever. But they're like, it was always appointment viewing in our house watching Parkinson. That's because when he was on telly, there was only four channels, you fucking div. Like, and they purposely didn't put anything good on the other ones because they knew everyone would be watching his show. You've been so angry at
1: <laughs> otherwise normal and innocent people.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's this smoking thing, man. People it's- who
1: listen to podcasts... The smoking guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. But people who listen to and make podcasts. (laughs) And people who liked Michael Parkinson.
2: No, it's just that one sentiment that I've got a problem with. When people are like, oh yeah, it was appointment view it was nothing else on not, and not to detract from the man's clear and obvious talent no a hundred a hundred percent yeah it's like there it was literally nothing else on the telly that's why you watched <laughs> yeah. him if they, I'm not being funny but if Biker Mice from Mars is on the same time as Parkinson you'd have be been watching Biker Mice from Mars shut the fuck up and stop those crying those mice are fucking ripped I'm gonna tweet that actually. <laughs> like if, if Biker Mice from Mars had been on the same time as Parkinson, he would have had a fucking look in. I and George that- Michael would have been on Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> I
0: think, Sean of context, that is a very confusing tweet.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Parkinson and welcome to my show I'm going to ask you stuff about the things you know The questions that I ask will be about your life Like what's your middle name Do you have a wife My questions will begin with words like when and why I would appreciate
1: if I didn't die My name is Parkinson, it's almost time to go I'll ask some other things before we end the show Has your life been nice? Or have you had it tough? Were you bullied at school
2: for walking like
1: a puff? My name is Parkinson, and I am the best. We've just run out of time. Thank you for being my guest.
0: the following message has been paid for by Cunard Cruises.
1: Uh, so well, now when I was finished on deck and I by the by I did end up throwing it but I was on the top deck and made a terrible mess on the deck immediately below ours as a honeymooning couple their their balcony had to be um, pressure washed. I decided to go downstairs past the dining room and I saw a sign leading into the into the bellows of the bellows of the ship. And as I explored the winding corridors, it became less luxurious and it no longer wallpapered and carpeted in it. It was more uh, you could really see this this was the beating heart of, of the ship, of the cruise ship. And I wandered through these heavy bulkheads and doors, and I came across one bulkhead door with a one of those huge big handles on it, the big round ones, and there was a sign saying, do not enter no no passengers beyond this point and i i just thought wow now this is a cruise
2: you'll never forget how cunard makes you feel visit cunard.com i i don't have a feature but i did talk a uh, a few weeks ago about the um the people next door to me who smoke on their balcony mm-hmm. like cuz i'm moving i'm moving out of my flat very soon but there's so basically there's people next door the people next door to us smoke on their balcony and they have friends over and they smoke on their balconies so if they and so if they're smoking it just blows directly into our house it's like usually what i'll do is i'll shut the doors or shut the windows but obviously when it's hot it can just get really really annoying um and I got accosted by the guy who lives there who was just like, uh, uh, he's, he's like, yeah, uh, I've noticed you like slamming your doors a couple of times when we've been smoking on the balcony. It sounds like you started like, off so- French for a second and then just went, yeah. Welsh. Yeah, I, 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 I thought about doing the accent, but I actually <laughs> didn't want it. I want as many people as possible to be on my side. <laughs> um, so I thought I'll just do it in my own voice. So he, he was like, oh, um, yeah, like... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> So he was like, Oh, I've noticed you um slamming the door a few times, the patio door. And I was like, I'm not slamming it, I'm just shutting it. Cause every time that you guys smoke, it blows into our flat. And he was like, Yeah, I'm really sorry, but um, we're not really meant to be smoking out there. Uh and all this different stuff. And I was like, okay. And he was like, Oh, maybe we could um have a system set up where when we go out to smoke, like I could like text you on WhatsApp or something. And I immediately like shook my head and was just like, "What kind of system is that?" I've literally I've heard you tell this story on another podcast, Gav. And right, what, that's what. And it what was, I yeah, like yeah.
0: is that uh, during the course of that story, there's a bit where Krupa stops you during the telling and goes but did you think about it for regular features? Yeah. So that's why I'm well,
2: excited to hear what comes after this. So this is the, so this is the thing. So I was like, I, I initially, because I was so angry with him, I said, no, but I, I, I've i now gone, I need to get his number. So I've been waiting for him to, to see him, but I've not seen him yet, um, sadly. But it it is also annoying me because he was just like, oh, you know, I just want to apologise because we're not really meant to be smoking out there. I said, oh, to be honest, man, like, every time you smoke, it just fills our house with smoke. So he's fucking pretty grim, to be honest. But- and he was like, yeah, I know, I know. And I was like, this is such a weird conversation because he's basically saying, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's our fault. Not meant to be doing it. I'm very aware it's making you miserable. That's can, it. Can I have your number, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, and it, the more I've thought about it, the more it's really annoyed me. And it, they've had people around uh, this week working in the, a thing. And like, they've all just been smoking and stuff like that. And it's just annoyed me so much. I've just been thinking of like all the worst things that I could possibly do. I've narrowed it down to two. Okay. Are these
0: the two worst, or the two that won't get you locked up?
2: There's no difference oh, between, <laughs> <Okay>. between those. <laughs> like, so he said basically. Oh, I know that. Something that I'm basically the thing that I I, I sort of can't get my head around is he is fully aware that something that he is doing because he has, we basically have about a small balcony, but we also have this huge private garden. Like, Steve, you and I have drank in that private garden, I think. Maybe Joe, I think you've Mm. been around as well. Like, we've had beers in those gardens during lockdown. Um, and it's a beautiful decade, it's it's not far from the flats, it's you just walk out onto it, it's 30 (laughs) seconds, but it's just the other side and it's not private. Whereas, obviously. You can walk out to the balcony and it is private. But if you go to the garden, it's not affecting anyone. They've decided not to do mm-hmm. that. But also at the same time, people do use this the shared garden to have their dogs poop, like pee and poop in this. So or maybe they didn't want to go down for that reason. What I thought I'd do is because they leave their door open, their patio door open, and because they are fully aware that something that they're doing is an, is affecting other people, but they don't care about it. That's that's their stance. What I thought of doing is when Coco poo's in the bag, I'll take the bag, but I'm going to throw the bag into the living room. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then when he comes, when he comes, but I'm just going to stand there, obviously. And then when he comes out, I'm going to go, oh, sorry, I, I actually didn't realize that uh, that was affecting <laughs> you. Um, and now that I have realized, I'm going to do the same thing that you do about your smoking, which is actually fuck all. So, Or, or tell him that uh, if he doesn't want it to go in, he could,
1: you're going to send yeah. him a text when you're going to start hurling your dog's shit around. And yeah. if he wants to close the door to avoid that, then that's his chance. That's fine, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just the same picture of Coco's face texted to him every time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one. Good. Uh, that is top the list so far. Uh, the other one is less confrontational, but maybe less funny. Okay. Because um, I could definitely record the other one. Like it will be real. The like, thing is, I am moving out and I would just like to see once what throwing a bit of poo <coughs> at someone who deserves it. What reaction that gets? So the second option, and is, I can record it, oh and I can record it. For so this. the second option is
0: chuck shit at the man.
2: No, 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 no. That's all under the same oh shit okay, umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all. That's all the same. The other one is slightly, it's slightly more sneaky. So what I thought is like, is there a way that I could just cover their deck in like an ultra potent like bird seed Jeez. that just a, attracts loads of birds. Hmm. To the balcony, bird nip. to sh- to shit and shag like in a wily e. coyote sort of setup. Yes, mm. exactly. I mean, I like that. I
0: think that's more exciting.
2: The shit one, as a- like the shit no, one. I
0: like the birdseed one as like an experiment right. into birds
1: mm. at the same time. That that one works better because I think the shit thing, mm. it's not really a comparable retribution for the the smoke coming in. They're both unpleasant yeah. things to have. Flying into your living room unbidden, yeah. mm. but uh, w- one of them is a is a byproduct of well, one of those is a byproduct of a dog. The other is a byproduct of a of a bad habit that the other person has. If you yeah. started eating loads of pistachios, yeah. and just chucking the shells onto his balcony, <laughs> but, then maybe I don't. I think birds maybe eat pistachio shells. I mean, the thing is, none of That's these not a bad for Gab's version.
0: None of these have the potential to set fire to all the illegal cladding on his flats that's a so, so really, the only way to do it is to go a step up and set fire to the building around his <laughs> at the outdoors.
2: we that's the thing. We live in the death cladding like building, so I am uh, so the other thing I thought I did is similar to the bird thing. I basically just want it to be unpleasant for them out there because they're just having a good time mm. all the time. And like, you know, we can't, we literally can't open the doors doing anything, thing. And like, I think you feel like such a loser being like, hey man, can you just not do it? But they, we've literally got a, a, a garden for them to, to do that in. So I just want them to have an unpleasant experience. So the other thing I thought of doing was just covering their again, covering their balcony. So either bird seeds or birds will come in and hopefully make a mess of it. But that involves like looking into what kind of bird seed would have that thing. Mm. The other thing I thought what, hang doing, on, what thing? Uh, Stickiness. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, what bird seed is going to attract- The worst birds. Attract the most birds. Do you know what I mean? Like- The worst birds, yeah. Naughty ones. Which seeds attract the worst bird? (laughs) Naughty birds. (laughs) But also, just because the birds are on there doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be shitting on there either. Like, for all I know, I could could spend a load of money on bird seed- coat his decking in birdseed. next day it's all gone because mm. all the birds have just gone eating it or it's like a he gets like a like a snow white
1: situation where he just loves birds and they're all like landing yeah. in his beautiful balcony where he's <laughs> puffing away
2: lighting his cigarette yeah, exactly. for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> bringing his cigarette into his mouth <laughs> and popping it there um so what i thought because i just want it, it to be an unpleasant experience for them to be out there what i thought is instead of peeing in the toilet for like a week I'll pee in like a, a big jug or cups and stuff. And then when they're asleep, I'll just throw it all over their balcony and all over their patio doors. So then the whole thing is just covered in my piss. I don't
0: know why when they're asleep makes that so much more sinister.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I don't want to throw, I don't want to throw a cup of piss on them. I'm not mad, Joe. <laughs> but I thought I'll just do it in the night because then I, I I want it to be an element of like, Confusion to it all as well. Like I want them to. It would not be confusing. (laughs) They would know exactly what had happened. I I don't think so though, because if you came out and you were like, "Oh, it smells a bit pissy out here," you immediately wouldn't think my neighbour's thrown a cup full of piss over my. Because that would would be (laughs) fucking mental. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I mean. So if you do it in the night, if I if I just started throwing piss over their stuff in the night, I think I think that's a good one.
1: I think I find it interesting that when you're threatened, you turn to shit
2: and piss like a Mm. frightened beetle. (laughs) (laughs) on excited dog (laughs) well no like that's the only thing i feel like i've got that is just annoying smell you know like smell wise i think because i think otherwise what else do I i i'm like if I can't sweat onto them, doing mean
0: sweat angels on their on their terrace.
2: Yes. I've I've got an abundance of piss, and I've got an ab- I've got uh, regular access to dog poo. Mm-hmm. So, and both those things, they wouldn't be into very utilitarian approach. I was going to suggest drying your like gym clothes out there, but the,
1: when gym clothes are drying, they're generally clean. Mm. So yeah, so that wouldn't create much of a sting. You should
0: wet no. your gym clothes out there. You should run right. up and down your patio until you absolutely honk. And then sort of just wring it out.
2: Oh because uh, I thought if I got like if I bought like a cheap super soaker and just filled that with piss, I feel like that's giving I'm just sat out there at night just what, what is what is a super soaker useful for in this situation over like a just a cup? Help help into coat it. I think I'd get a an even a much more even coat. How much piss do you think you'd need
1: to to coat their balcony?
2: Good question. Like a week's worth? No. I drink a lot of water. Mm. But then also I don't I wanna be putting piss out there that's hasn't doesn't isn't very uh, diluted. I want piss out there like oh, hangover shit. piss or something like yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something that's gonna honk.
1: Now that piss is
2: hard to come by. I
1: mean anyone like we can make litres and litres of crystal clear, yeah, scentless piss.
2: But if you want a real stinker, yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. you get one a day. I know you're s know you're saying. That's why the dog poo is the better idea. <laughs> All Th- the way around.
0: <laughs> Reverse psychology. He's got throw,
2: us. Throw a, throw a bag full of dog shit into the living room and then go, oh, sorry, did you not want that in there? Oh, um. well, that's like me in the smoke, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> They're calling the police. Because <laughs> yeah. what you've done is actually a crime. It's, yeah, it's way worse.
1: <laughs>
2: they just like dragging me out. Like, we, we, we live in a death class in
0: <laughs> They're murderers. This is the same. My podcast told me this is the same.
1: <laughs> so I'm down in the bellows of the ship and I've been wondering for what must be hours now. I'm beginning to get hungry again and I've come across this door with the bulkhead a a big sign saying do like do not come in here it looked very serious it had a one of the signs the uh, of the man getting zapped by lightning so I thought maybe there's something tasty in here for me to eat Uh, so I grabbed the the handle of the bulkhead and with all my might, I began to twist and at first it didn't budge and I was like, this must be locked. It must be a locked compartment of the ship. But then with one great last push, it it budged an inch, like that's the sound it made. And then a clunk and the bulkhead door spun open with a creak. I don't need to do that sound for you, I'm not very good at the creaking sounds. And inside was perfect darkness and no sound but the beating of my own heart in my ears and the gentle sloshing of the Atlantic waves against the hull of the ship. Bracing myself, I stepped inside. I thought to myself, wow, that this is really a spectacular and affordable cruise.
2: You'll never forget how Cunard makes you feel. Visit cunard.com.
0: We've all heard the tale of... Little Lord Fauntleroy.
1: <laughs> what the <laughs> actual fuck is this? <laughs> Sorry. You, no, that's head? quite all right. <laughs> you clearly haven't. First rule of improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: clearly haven't heard of the tale of Little Lord Fauntleroy. Allow me to refresh your memories. In the mid-1880s, he was a shabby street boy named Cedric Ellery, scrubbing out the bits between horses' hooves, looking for dimes to spend on carrots or smack. Over in England, his estranged grandfather's brothers all died big time because of a disease from eating beef. And what little Cedric didn't know was that his grandfather had become a fucking lord by way of beef sickness. Lord Fauntleroy! Smash cut. It's two years later. Cedric's been shanghaied to his lordly residence, High Shang. And little Lord Fauntleroy is the most pampered boy pooch in all of the home counties. Hertfordshire. Berkshire, Beulkinghamshire, Lesser Rimperumshire, Greater Rimperhamshire, the no-man's land between the two Rimperum one day to be known as the Lawless Breakaway State, Anti-Mommy's Bordello and Hog Abattoir Shire. And Leeds! Dressed in velvet suits that had fit a doll, and with curly locks befitting of a Tresame spokeswoman, little Lord Fauntleroy became a byword for being a prissy little son of a bitch who don't eat peas off nothing other than a coachman's wig. At that time, if your friend in a bar was like, there's too much foam in my schooner of beer, you'd call him Little <laughs> Lord Fauntleroy. And the whole place would laugh, and the barman would call all the other barmen in town and tell them, we got a schooner Fauntleroy over here. Make sure to give him extra foam. Send my regards to your sister and hang up. And I couldn't stand it. That's right. I'm Little Lord Fauntleroy. Or I would be if I hadn't spent the intervening 140 years getting fucking yoked. I'm big, Lord Fauntleroy. (laughs) Let's assess all the parts of my body to prove to you how big I am and how it would be inappropriate to continue associating Fauntleroys with being little. One head. You can't do much to make your head bigger, but every day I chew through a truck tire just in case it helps. 2. Neck. Look at this fucking neck. It looks like a tree made love to a whole family of power lines. I'd like to see you fit an elegant cravat around that. You can't. The cravats keep exploding into individual threads of silk. 3. Chest. Through judicious use of my manor house's portcullis, my chest now resembles the front of a jeep, right down to the indicators, which I've had surgically installed in case I make a sharp turn into a Holland and Barrett to buy whey protein and accidentally reduce an old woman to a fat paste. Four. Arms. Are you kidding me? Are you joking with me? Are you making a joke? My arms might as well be two mid-sized Lord Fauntleroys attached to the side of me. Big Lord Fauntleroy. Like I'm the big robot from Mighty Morphing Fauntleroys. I regularly punch directly (laughs) through policemen who have mistaken me for an escaped ape. Five. Tummy. Psych. I don't have a tummy. I have a concave mass (laughs) of twitching flesh that I call the criminal underbelly. Six. Hips. You might think hips can't get bigger. I reject this assertion because my hips poke out of me like they're trying to escape the sheer force of power ham wedged above and below. My hips actually allow me to glide short distances, such as their wingspan. 7. Penis and balls. Redacted. 8. Legs. Oh my fucking god, don't even get me started on these guys. They're like the fuselage of two Cessnas sticking out of the cold earth after a severe crash. And my veins are like rivulets of rain running down the fuselage, as if Mother Earth herself were weeping for the loss of the pilots and passengers who'd been traveling to a Bahamanian resort. 9. Feet. My feet aren't long. They're tall. Attained by jumping. In a quirk of cosmic mathematics, my feet are actually one foot tall, which has baffled scientists at some of the world's foremost institutions. 10. Gun. I carry a huge gun at all times, so much so that I count it as a part of me. I keep adding more barrels to it. Currently, I have 31 barrels on my gun, and the holster is an entire Samsonite suitcase that I dangle from my belt. 11 belt needless to say my belt is enormous so that's me big lord fauntleroy i realize i haven't addressed the fact that little lord fauntleroy is more of a byword for being spoiled than it is about being little which is why i will now eat this rack of lamb i left out in the rain this is the news big lord fauntleroy died today aged 152 The beefcake aristocrat was found curled up under a bench with all lamb bones up his neck. Sources at the scene said his facial expression looked, in quotes,
1: fussy. (laughs) Very good. You can't outrun your reputation. You can't. It's impossible. Once
0: it's there, you're stuck with it. Let that be a lesson to all the little lords out there, whatever your last names are, you're doomed.
1: So I'm 17 floors below deck in the the darkened hull of the ship. I can't see my hands in front of me anymore, never mind the glow of of the New York skyline. And I'm fumbling around the doors and the the metal walls, trying to find a switch of some sort to light this place up. And my finger falls against a a chain pull and i gave it a single tug and a light bulb illuminated the room it sounds far-fetched but what i saw was a pig a pig in a wooden crate hooked up to some sort of uh, gizmo a machine that seemed to be interacting with it in a biological way like the pod from the beginning of the matrix with the cables going in there was no uh like pink fluid, but the pig seemed to be in some distress. It was blue, like bruised blue, this, uh, this this horrible pig. And the pig started squealing when the lights came on, just screaming and screaming and screaming. And it was had this panicked look in its face and buzzers all around it on the computer monitors around it started started flashing. And I thought, my God, what a cruise this is. Those oysters were amazing.
2: You'll never forget how Cunard makes you feel. Visit cunard.com.
1: Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And if you give us two pounds an episode, we oh. will destroy your human name by Deed poll And by deed poll we will give you your very own oh, bee name. That's taken
0: a long time to
2: get that, that out there. Yeah. That's great. No yen.
1: Boys, could you give b-names to the following new patrons? A b-name, please, for Ian Hall. My stingers
0: half off and my antennas are scuffed, but my wife still loves me.
1: <laughs> loves me?
0: Loves me? Question mark? Question mark.
1: My stingers half off, my antennae are scuffed, but my wife still loves me? <laughs> <laughs> Writing into the Guardian's... Agony Art.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Comment is free. Comment is B. Oh, oh, oh. no. Nice. Shut up. A B
2: name, please, for Del. Be this, this, and but honey. Yes. <laughs> but honey. Sounds like
1: a sexual aid you may buy in London's Soho district. <laughs> a B name, please. A B name, please, for Jono Pring. Jono Pring, Jono Pring, Jono spelt like Bono, Pring, spelt like Pringles. Jono Pring, no, give
0: me a sting. (coughs) Very rare they get to keep their human name as part of the wider B name, but it has to be
2: changed to J, like Dian. Dian, Jono Pring, Jono Pring, no, no. (laughs) You get, you get a sting. You get a sting. What is that (laughs) transaction? (laughs) Fair. (laughs) That's what. It's like a
1: bouncer at a nightclub. Jono Pring. No, you got to stick. Mm. Don't come around here again. <laughs> Finally, a bee name, please, for Toby Bolshaw. St. Honey's Institute for Criminally Bad Bee Boys. I love that. When you help us out on Patreon, you also get access to <gasps> the Discord channel.
2: Mm.
1: It's called the Hive, baby. Oh. Damn right. And everyone in there is bees. You see, you see where we're going with this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am gutted it's not a channel. You know, like because uh, for ages i was following a facebook group that was let's all just pretend to be ants and it was just people pretending to be ants and then like one of them would go oh fuck someone dropped a can of coke down on middle street and they would be like go 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 and then <laughs> everyone would reply going on it <laughs> like, as if they and they were like oh it's heavy <laughs> And they were Middle like, they were, were fucking role playing as ants, and I'm gutted that that hasn't happened in the hive in the that beehive. Is so
1: yeah. much fun! We should definitely have a channel that's just B
2: role play. Yeah, B role play. Yeah, we're trying to think uh, RPB. RPB. R-P-B. R-P-B. <laughs> I was about to say it. RPB. <laughs> RPB channel. <laughs> it is nice. Just does. It's not a helpful name. No, <laughs> and it's not funny. <laughs> It's funny to us. Yeah, it's funny to us, but people will be like, What's this RPB word? And then they go in there and it's just people going, Oh, me stinger. Realistically, <laughs> like, it's Immediately us
0: in there. cancel it, Patreon. It's just us in there.
1: No, I'm big into the idea of a B role playing channel. I'm going to set that up now. um Strict rules in the B role play channel. I don't need to spell them out, they're obvious. Number one be safe. Be safe. Respect the queen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, do we have to appoint
2: a queen or do the queens have to fight it out first?
1: That way, trouble lies if we start creating
2: hierarchy in the high drones only. Because yeah. that, that's the thing in our, because we, we are admin free and we are mod free. If the thing that brings down our Discord is... RPB. <laughs> RPB. A channel where people are <laughs> pretended to be bees. That would be really fucking funny, actually. If the thing we had to shut down our Discord for, because <laughs> people couldn't behave whilst they were pretending to be bees. <laughs> spreads to the real world. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. I feel like you're only allowed... You're never allowed to speak English in there. What? <laughs> no, you, you can't just buzz.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, it's gonna be such a boring channel.
1: It's got to be. It's got
2: to be in all any language because bees are from all around the yeah, world. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't mean buzz. I, I meant. I meant Dutch. I meant Breton. <laughs> <laughs> I either speak Breton or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, fine, they can speak English in the fucking bee channel if they want. But I won't be there. <laughs> if the idea of role playing as a bee does not appeal to you, <laughs>
1: at the very least, keep on listening and. A bit desperate. Yeah, please don't stop.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> we love our numbers. <laughs> we have one amount of listeners, and it's only going down. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Good night. Ta ta. So now I'm in the depths of the ship with, with this horrible, horrible, horrible pig that's screaming and screaming and the fles, uh, lights are flashing now and there's a red siren, one of the spinning red sirens on the ceiling is like going around and around and I, my wife is probably wondering where I am. The petty fours have come out, the little coffees and stuff and she doesn't know where i have up and gone for hours now and I'm thinking, I just, I just have to get out of here. This is uh, way too stressful a situation for me. And as I turn around, one of the helpful staff from the cruise ship was standing in the doorway holding a, a stun, one of the long stun guns they use in slaughterhouses. And she walked past me. I don't even think she looked at me and she started jolting the pig uh, until the pig the, the pig finally um, collapsed, and stopped, stopped screaming. She turned to me and said, that's Cunard. That's Cunard the pig. Kunant the pig controls the ship and that was it. I I looked at her for what felt like minutes but there was no further explanation as to how the pig interfaced with the ship's systems. She clearly had done this before because she had that stunned thing ready to go and that, that pig was out like a light and sure enough once the pig lost consciousness the cruise ship began listing to one side dangerously, and I could hear the cutlery upstairs rolling across the floor. People are shouting, people are yelling, and finally, the staff member looks at me and said, you must never tell anyone that the Cunard cruise ships are controlled by a pig called Cunard who lives in the basement of every cruise ship. And I said, that must mean there are hundreds of Cunards or dozens of Cunards. And she said, no, there is only one. There is one Cunard, and Cunard the pig is in every ship. And again, I I paused, I looked at her for what felt like ages. She didn't explain it any more, and I thought, you know, I think I've asked too many questions. I left the bellows behind and I went back up to the palatial dining room where the charcuterie board had just been served. There was still some cheese left. My wife, who had barely noticed I'd gone because she was on... Her second bottle of capsav and all included in the price, by the way. And I thought, wow, what an, a, what a crazy, crazy adventure. I can't wait to go back.
2: You'll never forget how Cunard makes you feel. Visit Cunard.com. Regular features. Regular features. Regular